All right. Good morning. Good morning. Um, in the spirit and words of our beloved Ron Bernard, there's 34 days, 12 hours, 50 minutes, and 40 seconds until Christmas. All right. Woo. Um, but there is a holiday before that, in case you forgot. Just thought I would remind you of that today. Um, it was interesting, Lord, I just wanted to kind of throw out some of these as I was just studying. I came across some really funny Thanksgiving sayings, and I just thought I'd share them with you. Um, what we're really talking about is a wonderful day set aside on the fourth Thursday of November when no one diets. I mean, why else would they call it Thanksgiving, right? Um, I love this. I, c I come from a family where gravy is considered a beverage. This Thanksgiving, I hope you're able to avoid the tragedy of the different foods on your plate touching one another. <laughs> Anybody got that? I'm, I am one of those people. I hate my food to touch everything. All right. I feel like I'm, something else is going on in the background. Is that this? Oh, that's that. <laughs> uh, I love this. Black Friday, because only in America do people trample over each other for a sale one day after being thankful for what they already have. I'll just hold this one. Um, and uh, I, thought, I thought there was one more that I want um, th Thanksgiving is an emotional time. People travel thousands of miles to be with people they only see once a year and then discover once a year is way too often. <laughs> that's not me, though. I love, I love actually hanging out with family. <laughs> Vegetable. Oh, that's right. I got, a, I got family in the house. That's... <laughs> Uh, I love vegetables that are a must on a diet. I suggest carrot cake, zucchini bread, and pumpkin pie. All to be on that. All right. So I just thought I'd give you a few uh, Thanksgiving encouragement there. Um, kind of on more of a serious note, I, I love this saying. I just got this. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. Um, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Wouldn't that be a tragic, right? I need to give out some presents today. Um, really, just we're coming up on Thanksgiving, and as as I was thinking, even over my, um, you know, I was thinking about over my past, and really just wanted to focus on Thanksgiving. I really tried to not do it. I, I, you know, sometimes when you feel like every preacher on the Thanksgiving, I mean, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, every preacher gives a Thanksgiving message. I tried to battle it. I was trying to find out something else, but the Lord kept bringing me back to this place. So really, before you go into a food coma for four days, I'd like to give you some good you know, truth to, to really stir in you and, and hold on to. I was thinking about, you know, back in my day, you know, when we, I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas, probably one of the glory times of our lives, we used to go up, um, my Mom and Dad's family were both from Hillsville, so uh, we actually got to double dip. Anybody double dippers here on Thanksgiving? It's it's a good thing if I mean you can pray that somehow that both of your parents parents you know end up in the same place so that you can really double dip. So we went from one Thanksgiving to the next Thanksgiving all on the same day. The the hard part of that is that you gotta 
you got to like conserve some of that like for the second helping. Unfortunately, I didn't, I really was such a picky eater. I didn't even get the glory of Thanksgiving. I think I ate turkey, mashed potatoes, and bread only, only. I, I did eat a lot of that, but that's all I ate. So uh, I was thinking about, but just the fact of family, you know, I was thinking about that, uh, you know, this week as I was thinking about that, obviously food, which I just said, I was crazy picky. I have graduated to the glory of Thanksgiving. I've added stuffing, green beans, you know, all that, all that stuff. And fun. I mean, this was the, it was funny. Every year we had like um, Cousin Bowl, you know, 2008, you know, well, it was probably 19. 08, no, it was, it was 19, what, 79, 80, 1981. We had the Cousin Bowl, so it was just four of us guys would go out and play football in the front yard. And me and my cousin David would always take on Mike and Brandon, and we would always win. But, you know, <laughs> I think we were undefeated all of those years. I think it's because David had a couple years on Mike and I had a couple years on Brandon. That probably didn't make it all that fair, but we still won every year. So Thanksgiving was a great holiday for me. <laughs> Thanksgiving was incredible. Family, food, and fun. Um, and that's what, it, you know, I hope, that, I hope you have that this, this uh, Thanksgiving as, we're, as you travel, as you hang, hang out here, as you get together with family. If you don't have family, I encourage you. You know, we've been uh, sending around uh, encouragement to to find somebody in the body to go eat with. Invite yourself if you need to, but we also, you can call the office. We have some people that would enjoy having you over. So, um, but really, I never got the, I, I never really got it. You know, you, you just, sometimes as a preteen teen, you just don't get things. I mean, I'm not busting on the preteens or teens. I'm just, I know for me, I'm just speaking for me. You know, I just didn't quite get the whole thankfulness part of that until, kind of I got up and o- older a little bit and and you know and I started thinking about you know just uh just the realities of, of Thanksgiving and kind of just wanted to share five quick ones you know I was thinking about you know as you have um a, you know I was thinking about this my keys I was thinking about the fact that you know if I could this was going to be easier with the handheld not the handless mic um, so if I took one key off my key ring. I'll even throw in the clicker for you. But um, if I could <laughs> held out one key on this key ring and said that this was going to give you the ability to enter God's presence, that this key was going to give you the ability to establish the order of God in your life, that it was going to give you the key to, for the ability to effectively pray, that it was a key to ex- be able to express honor in your life and the ability to exalt Him even over current circumstances, you know, would you take it? You t- <laughs> would you take the key? I mean, that's a, that's pretty five stout things right there. Well, I'm going to offer you the key this morning. Obviously, this key does you nothing, doesn't do you really good sticking in your pocket, right? Other than you don't lose it, which I do often with my keys. Anybody got, anybody lose keys around here? Um, no, nobody. Um, <laughs> um The reality is, though, that this key has to go in the ignition of a car. And the same thing, I'm going to give you a key, but the only key is it has to go in the ignition of your life. It has to get in there and start up something. And my prayer is that, wow, you know, my heart is that you start a cultural thing. Like, you know, I think we think about Thanksgiving as a seasonal thing. 
You know, my heart is that you get Thanksgiving in relationship to a cultural thing, to where we come back next Thanksgiving, and you don't even have to preach on Thanksgiving, about Thanksgiving, because it's just such a part of who you are, such a part of what this body is about, the culture of a body of Christ. So I was thinking about those, those five things, you know, would, would I want it? Would I take it? It's a great principle, but it has to be uh, poured into our lives. And so I was thinking about, you know, you know, these five things of Thanksgiving. Really, you know, the word Thanksgiving is this word tadal and tadal, tadal in the in the Hebrew. And it really means just this. It's an it's an expression of praise. It's one of the you know seven expressions of praise. It's it's thank you, God. You know, I'm I'm extending my hand, declaring that you're good. I'm declaring that I don't have anything without you. I have nothing apart from you. Thank you. You know, that's why we can always get to a place of great perspective once you start hitting thank you. That was cool, wasn't it? Didn't you feel something changing at the court, towards the end when you started? we started just thanking, you know, even going into a, a spontaneous, spontaneous, just thanking him. You know, just thanking him. I mean, change it starts to change things. Um, so, you know, as we extend our hand, in, you know, using this key of thanksgiving, you know, there's, there's five quick things that I kind of want to talk to you about this morning. Uh, in that. But first of all, it's just a key to entering the God's presence. Uh, you think about, you know, we've, we've mentioned these two verses quite a lot uh, in, in, our, in the place. And, and Psalm 100, 4 through 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. If you don't know what he's talking about, I don't know if you know the Old Testament in relationship to the uh, the tabernacle and the things that, you know, that they had to go through, the gate, you know, they, they came into the courts and then they went into the Holy of Holies. It was just a procession of getting into his presence, his goodness, who he was, the Ark of the Covenant was there. And so how do you do that? Enter his what? Gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. That's how you get in. That's like the first, you know, so a lot of times I encourage, if, if you're having a hard time throughout your life, entering into the presence of God, well, start there. Take the key, stick it in the ignition, and start thanking him. Because you get into the gates of his goodness and his presence. You get into this courts with praise. And so there's this give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. I think that was the most powerful part of this morning. You know, all of a sudden we start saying the Lord is good. And as soon as you start saying that enough, you, you get thankful. You, know, you get that in your spirit that the Lord is good. And if you don't have anything else to be thankful for, just thank, thank him for that. That God is good. If you can start on that baseline, you can start working your way up. It changes your perspective uh, like crazy. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. And even in Psalm 95, I was going to start singing that old song. Anybody know that old song? I was going to sing the old song and then see who didn't sing it and realize that I have probably... Uh, raised into another generation of people that know these old songs. You know, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. You know that one? I'm not going to sing it, but uh, anybody want to start it? Yeah, I would say this is David. Alright, who did not know that song? <laughs> That's alright. It's, old, it's an oldie goldie, you know. Um, you know those, those are the ones that we grew up in. Did we sing that in Eagle's Nest? I don't know if we did it. Oh, what? No, it's the, it's the extra one. I will, 
Yeah, it's the extra little chorus to that. But I couldn't remember if we sang that back in Eagles in those days. I think that song was even prior, prior me, but um, it wasn't? All right, that was good. Uh, I love this it. Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving to Tadao. Extended hand, you know, place of, you know, just releasing thanksgiving unto him, you know. And, and I just encourage you, I feel like there's some, some in the, uh, the house this morning, just, you know, you just maybe even for a season or maybe for, for a while, you've just been frustrated with your personal time with him. And you're like, man, I just feel like I can't draw near to him. I just don't feel like I'm connecting. I'll j- just encourage you, try it. Can't can't knock it till you try it, right? My my parents made me eat all. They would usually make me put a little portion of all that nasty stuff on my plate, even during Thanksgiving. Try a little bit of that. I'm like, that's some type of jelly with a bunch of cranberries in it or something. I'm like that's nasty. <laughs> but they still maybe you know, don't knock it till you try it. I actually I can eat most of all that now. So uh, I probably shouldn't have knocked it. Uh, Should have tried it. Um, but, you know, I think about you know, our vision statement, you know, if we're going to truly make a difference, if we're going to uh, embrace his heart and if we're going to pursue his presence, then there better be a culture of thanksgiving in the house because that's the only way that we're going to be able to enter into that vision to, that, to make a difference in this New River Valley, to make a difference in our homes, to make a difference wherever you might be at. If you're not from here, you're making a difference wherever you're at. I just pray that... Establish a culture of thanksgiving, you know. Beat somebody to the punch every time, you know. Thanking them for who they are and thanking God for who, what, you, what God's done in your heart. Um, but I think that's, that's going to be the avenue we fulfill that mission, that vision in our lives. So that's the first thing. Thanksgiving is a key, right? Key to his presence. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I want to draw near to his presence. I want to be with him. Thanksgiving. Second one's key to establishing his order. It's really interesting that um, Thanksgiving really didn't start with the pilgrims and Indians. Anybody know that? <laughs> I mean, that's one of those. I always think about the uh, wise men at the manger scene. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you know we've thrown out there. You do know that the wise men weren't at the manger scene, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to bust your bubble, but the, it's the same thing. Thanksgiving didn't start with. The pilgrims, but Thanksgiving started in the established order of who God was and what he did. I mean, back even in when he established the law, even in this Leviticus, this is kind of interesting. I don't really speak out of Leviticus a lot, but, you know, this is the law of sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer unto the Lord. If he offer it with, sorry, if he offer it for a Thanksgiving, he shall offer with it the sacrifice of Thanksgiving and all the cakes and breads and cakes mingled with oil of fine flour and of course the last the last word is important fried right <laughs> see the lord even enjoys fried food i mean you can't don't you know we've kind of spoken around that over the years but <laughs> fried right but it's a, it's a, and it's and it's within thanksgiving so but the reality is is that even in the the old testament law he established that you know if and it's kind of interesting how peace and thanksgiving are really linked several times in the bible and this is one of those. It's a peace offering. If you're going to offer it, offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And sacrifice usually means what? There's something that is sacrificed, right? Sacrifice means, you know, in the Old Testament, you, you sacrificed a living animal. 
in order in relationship to your sins. You know, Thanksgiving, a sacrifice of Thanksgiving. I've got to offer up a sacrifice. It's gotta, there's going to be a cost. It's got to be a place that doesn't come out of feeling. It doesn't come out of circumstance. It doesn't come out of anything. But, God, I don't feel like this, but I am going to sacrifice a sacrifice of Thanksgiving. Thank you, God, even in this circumstance. And we're going to look at a few scriptures later on in, in relationship to that. But, you know, it's really interesting. And then you think about, I mean, as, I mean, it's all throughout the Bible, even when David was trying to establish the, uh, you know, you remember the story where the ark had fallen into the hands of the Philistines, the ark of the covenant, which is his presence, fell into the hands of the Philistines. You know, David went to get it. He did it in the wrong way. Some craziness happened. So now we get back to a place where they're going to get it again, and they're going to get the ark because they know without the ark, I mean, w- without God's presence, w- I mean, that's, that's all this is all about. And so it's really interesting. They brought, so they got the ark. They brought the ark of God and placed it inside the tent. David had structured the, the tent of meeting, they called it, and, um, which David had pitched. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. There's that peace offering again. When David had finished the offering for the burnt and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. He distributed to everyone of Israel, man and woman, everyone a loaf of bread, portion of meat, I'm not sure why they got a raisin cake, but that's, I mean, there's probably something significant about that, but I don't really like raisin cake, but that's all right. (laughs) Doesn't have anything to do with the message, but I love this. He appointed, this is right right after the raisin cakes, he appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord, even to celebrate and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph the chief, the second hymn, Z-J-S-J-M-E-B-O-J, with musical instruments, I'm not even trying all this, musical instruments, harps, lyres, Asaph, the loud-sounding cymbals, and Benaiah and J, the priests, blew trumpets continually before the Ark of the Covenant of God. I mean, so the first thing he did is establish, before this tent of meeting, in the presence of God, we're just going to sit people here to thank him, to praise him. And that's all you're going to do. Now, some of us be like, don't, don't sign me up. I don't want to be feel like I'd get bored. But I think the reality is that what he's saying, it's a lifestyle of his presence is going to generate thankfulness, a praise out of your heart, a thankfulness out of your heart. Let's keep going. Then on that day, first assigned Asaph, and I don't know if that's a word, how you say that, but and his relatives to give thanks to the Lord. He assigned them straight up. Your assignment is to 24-7 give thanks to the Lord, period. That's how he established the presence of God back into his life. It's there, right? You're right? You know, then the psalm of thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Uh, keep on going to the next thing. Oh, give thanks. This is later on in the scripture. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Look at, look at what they say here. Then say, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather us and deliver us from the nations to give thanks to the holy name and give glory to to your praise. The whole reason they were saying, deliver us out of where we're at is so that we can give you thanks. You know, maybe that's a place where you're at. Maybe you've been in captivity. Maybe you've been in a place, God, save me just so I can give thanks to your name, just so I can get back to giving you glory and praise. Save us in that place. And so it's just an established order. Keep going. Um, so it's still in the same same uh, passage. He left uh, A and his relatives there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister before they are continually, so every, as every day's work required. And with them were H and J, and they, the rest of those who were chosen were designated by 
name to give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because his loving kindness is everlasting. It's worth it. It's worth it to give praise. It's worth it to give honor. Um, and then you, you go on to the New Testament, and you run into this Hebrews passage. I mean, it's everywhere. Through him, let us continue to offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, so you can just kind of throw an equal sign in there. What the, what the sacrifice of praise to God is, what is it? The fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Is that fruit on our lips? You know, Is that the fruit that our lips are producing out of our lives? Is it thanksgiving and honor to him? Thanksgiving and honor him. And then even, even in Revelation, you know, you can go on to this all the way through from the first of the Bible to the end. Uh, they looked on, you know, here's the multitudes. They're standing before the Lord going to the next the statement. And all the angels were standing around the throne, the elders, the four living creatures. They fell on their face and worshiped the throne, saying, Amen. Blessing, glory, wisdom, and... Oh, that was your part. Hold on, let me try it again. Blessing and glory and wisdom and... Thanksgiving, honor, and power, and might. You know, it's a top seven in his kingdom, right? It's a top seven of what you're supposed to be declaring into him, over him. Does, does he need to be reminded of how good he is? No, but the cool part is that I, when I do it, I honor him. I glorify him, and then by doing that, it starts changing my life, starts changing my mindset, starts changing my perspective in that. So Leviticus all the way to Revelation, you can't get away from it. It's just a facet of God's order. And so if we want our lives to be ordered in him, it's got to have thanksgiving, the thread of thanksgiving all the way through it, all the way through it. It's got to define who we are. Real quick, the third one is just a key to effective prayer. Um, You know, we've been talking about, and I loved when Ben and Danielle came and shared on prayer and worship and intercession the other two weeks ago, I think. Gosh, it feels like it's about four. Uh, Two weeks ago, they came and shared, and Man, it was just a, if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it, man. It was just such a power, quick, it was quick, but powerful. And then we did some, we actually activated that. But, um, but they just talked about the, the church of God being an, a ruling assembly. Like, how do, how do we rule within, not, not necessarily like, you know, ruling out there, but ruling in the spirit out there. <laughs> That's where we do that, you know, a, a governing assembly. And I felt like how we do that, it has to be the, the, backdrop of all of it has to be thanksgiving. I love these two scriptures. Devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert within it. And it says an attitude of thanksgiving. And you notice that that's in italics. It's not even there. It says, uh, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. You find yourself not being alert in prayer or alert at all. <laughs> Try, maybe, maybe you just need the whole thing. <laughs> Lord, just help me be alert in life. Um, you know, if you want to be alert in prayer, what do you want? What do you need to tag it with? Thanksgiving. You know what? Because it starts stirring. Thanksgiving stirs things up. Stirs stuff up in your soul. Like, wait a second, man. I'm being, I'm being deceived. Wait a second. I thought I had it bad. I thought, I thought my life was horrible. I thought my life was going down the tube. I thought, you know, all these things were so frustrating. And all, now all of a sudden, as I'm thankful, I start realizing, man, no, wait a second. Where God has pulled me up and taken me from? Where God has set my feet up on a solid ground that I can live and I can move and have my being in him. And so think about this Philippians. Rejoice. I don't think I put that part in there. Devote. uh, Yeah. Be anxious in nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. 
You know, before the requests even come, there should be thanksgiving behind it. You know, it should be a, the facet of our being. God, thank you. Sometimes, if I think if we get our thank yous, our thank yous big enough, our requests will probably start going down a lot because we'll realize we already have everything pertaining to life and godliness. We have everything that we probably need. We just need to get a crazy better perspective in it, life and perspective in him. And so there's this key to effective prayer. I feel like the Lord just wanted to say, you know, he's going he's gonna to bring effectiveness to your prayers, and it's going to be through thanksgiving. Third, fourth one, a key to express honor. Um, you think about this in relationship to, um, you know, I, I just think uh, it's funny, you know, as um, Daniel has come on and come back off of Steph and spit Mount Lake and back into dwelling, dwelling place in RV, you know, that's one of the things he's really stirred in me, you know, just this place of honor and how to give honor, how to receive honor but give honor and, and being in a better place to even give honor. And, and I just want to be in that place. And, but if I want to be in that place of giving or receiving honor, I've got to tag it in with, again, thanksgiving, thankfulness, giving thanks. Think about this. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving, what? Honors him. A sacrifice of thanksgiving. You want to honor. So everybody in here want to honor God? I mean, that's what we've, we've come here this morning to honor God, to declare him. Give him thanksgiving. A sacrifice of thanksgiving that honors him you you can't ever you won't ever go wrong thank thanking him you won't ever go wrong bringing thanksgiving into your heart into your life um and so this place of honoring him because you think about this romans 121 this is kind of the opposite side of that um you know if this if this happens for even though they knew god they did not honor or glorify him as god or give thanks all right. So the problem with that is what happens at the end of that. That's not. This is not a good ending, by the way. Uh, they became futile, futile in their speculations. What that means is that the, their conclusions in their life they started missing it. Like they they were way skewed. They were way off. You know, I was I was walking with God and had good thoughts, and then all of a sudden I'm, how did I end up out here? Well, maybe it was because I stopped giving thanks. Stopped glorifying and honoring him as God. Giving thanks honors him as God. Like, it declares who he is into the atmosphere. Some of you need to change the atmosphere in your house or in your uh, relationship or in your home or in your job, uh, wherever you might be at. You, you need to change it. I can guarantee you one way to change the atmosphere. Uh, honor, honor him. Give thanks to him. You'll, you'll change your atmosphere uh, by far. Uh, so, Honoring God is huge in that. And then also, go on to the next one, just to honor others. Second Thessalonians 2.13, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren and sistering, right? That's all inclusive. <laughs> I, I kind of looked up that ought always to, I, I was going to kind of make a joke about it. I was going to say ought always means what? Ought always, right? But it really, when I looked up the word ought, it actually means to owe, it, there, there, it's like a, it's a word of debt. Like, you know, I owe something, and by, by giving thanks, I fulfill a debt in my life. You, know, you think about it, the fact that, man, how much God has sown into me. I'm like, wow, I can't ever pay it back. How do I pay it back? How do, how do I pay it back? I can work for it, and some of us have gotten into religious, you know, settings. I can get into that. And kind of go to the anti-religious setting and say, well, I don't have to do anything. 
You know, I can just kind of duly bop along in this life, and I'll be good and okay. But God's saying, no, come back here to the middle and say, give thanks. That's how you pay him back. That's how the debt that you owe gets paid back, giving thanks. You know, ought always, you know, and that's the cool thing. You know, as I give thanks to Leah for <laughs> putting up with me <laughs> for 20, oh, these always get me in trouble. 16, 16 and 94, it's 94 to 2000 is 6, 22, 22. I'm a mathematician, but I, for some reason when it, when it flips over to that 2000, this, it knocks me off because I can't just, you know, you can't just, yeah. Anyway, but there's a reality that God's saying that there is, there is this ought always, there's this like, it's, it, it is that picture of debt like in our life. I'm like, I'm thinking, gosh, I owe her so much. Like, for the glory of God that's been in her and on her to not always been easy, for sure. Actually, the places that we've done this the most have been our greatest uh, greatest battles won. Greatest things that have ever happened to us are out of those those moments. Just have to catch them quicker. It took us about seven years, but that's all right. You know, you know try to catch those a little quicker, you know, those, those moments. But there's this place that, man, there's there's a a debt not necessarily she's not asking for me to pay it but how how i pay it back is give thanks for her you know give thanks for my kids give thanks for for people in my life give thanks for authority in my life give thanks for you know those uh relationships that have meant something to you over your life give thanks to that you know it's i was i was trying to uh, research i didn't get into this whole lot but you know I i was looking at you know different studies about actually the profession there's there's one thing there's one thing in relationship to giving thanks in, in your heart, but there's actually this in, in, in tangible. They can do it in science. They've tangibly seen that you know things improve when you speak it forth. You know you declare it forth. You know because I was thinking I'm like it's great that Leah might think that I thank God for her. You know it's awesome that she might have that, but how she would know it. Is when I speak it, declare it into the atmosphere, declare it in the spirit. I encourage you take some time to do that. I mean, uh, there was several studies I was watching, and it was just amazing when people just took a time to honor uh, people in their life by giving thanks to what, what, how God had walked with them. Amazing time. All right, so that's the fourth one, honor. The last one is to a key to exalt Him over my circumstances. I think about I, I like this one. I didn't put it in. I didn't put who this was, just so you you can figure it out. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Anybody know that? Who that is? Jonah. And where was he at? <laughs> Belly of the whale. I still don't understand that. Don't ask me how that happens. But this is one of those miracles of the kingdom that maybe I'm like, Lord, how did that happen? You know, all this stomach juice. You know, I start thinking logically stomach juice and all that. Anyway, but the reality is while he's in the craziness of prison of a, of a whale, you know how he, and it was funny, I think right after this, the, the, uh, it spews him out right after this declaration, you know. And I think a lot of times to get out of that circumstance that we're in the inner belly of a whale, giving thanks declares a sacrifice of thanksgiving gets you out from that belly of the whale. It gets you out of those realizing, man, I'm in some crazy circumstance. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. And because there's cities to stay, there's, is it Joppa? Is that where he went? No, he came from Joppa. Nineveh, sorry. Nineveh. I should have known that from my Bible. 
Bible school days, man. Nineveh, you know, there's cities that need to hear the kingdom. There's people that need to hear the kingdom. Come out from your circumstance by giving thanks. Think about this one in Isaiah um, 38. This is Hezekiah. <laughs> this is like a midlife crisis, all right? It's almost like funny because it's like in the middle of my life, it's a midlife crisis, I am, I am to enter the gates of Sheol, which, you know, kind of correlates to down there. I am to be deprived of the rest of my years. I will not see the Lord, the Lord in the land of the living. I will look on no man, no more among the inhabitants of the world. So here, here's Hezekiah. Uh, there's obviously a little bit of a background of that, but, you know, he was in a crazy spot where, you know, he was facing death. All of a sudden, the Lord kind of extended that for 15 years, but this was in the midst of it. He says, man, I am, I'm having a midlife crisis. Like, my circumstances can't be worse. All right? So uh, this is in 14. Like a swallow, like a crane, so I Twitter. Y'all thought the first Twitter was back then, didn't you? See, come on now. Let's, see, he found out two things. This, the Thanksgiving wasn't with the pilgrims. Uh, that wasn't the first place. And Twitter was not... The Twitter was in the Bible, you know. So anyway, sorry, I thought that was funny. Like a swallow, a crane, so I Twitter. I moan like a dove, my eyes like whistling to the heights. Oh, Lord, I am oppressed. Be my security. What shall I say? For he has spoken to me, and he himself has done it. I mean, you just get in a, so you ever get in those places? You kind of get into blaming God. You're like, man, God's just the worst. Oh, my gosh, this is the worst place I've ever been. How could you have done this to me? How, how am I? Where am I at? And then all of a sudden, I will wonder about all these years because of the bitterness of my soul. You get into bitterness. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a vicious cycle downward. But how does he get out of it? He say, like, "Oh, second, wait a second, wait a second. It's you who has kept my soul from the pit of nothingness. That's a good pit to stay out of. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you. Death cannot praise you." Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. And I love this next statement. It is the living that give thanks to you. Are you alive today? Are you alive today? Can you give thanks today? Can you give thanks today? It is the living who gives thanks to you, as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness, and it's not about you. It's about generations to come. I need to get a thankful heart so I can pass it on to my ne the next generation, that this world isn't all going down the tubes, you know, that this, you know, we can, we can look all around us and say all sorts of things, but God, no way, say God is good. God is good. God is incredible. And so even Hezekiah had to get to that place of <laughs> through this midlife crisis, you know, and get to a place where you say, wait a second, I remember. I remember. Hold on. I remember. I'll give thanks. And, you know, you know, I, I kind of take my everybody back. Obviously, you know, I had back surgery earlier this year in March. And, you know, I never gave thanks for walking. Ever. Ever. I mean, isn't that correct? I mean, you, you, you think about just things that you can do. Never gave thanks for that. I know that I, I, I definitely understood just a microcosm of what, um, you know, what Jim has been walking through. And so, but not even to the extent, so I don't even go there. But I didn't give thanks for my walking before, zero. But all of a sudden, my legs started messing up. My back was um, crazy herniated. And so he, when I went to the doctor, he said, I, I don't know how you're, not, how you're walking. You know, with the, this back that you have, this is usually a paraplegic's 
the MRI that I'm looking at. And so I began to immediately, God, thank you for the functions below my waist. Um, you know, I- everything. But but most importantly, the only thing that really got my perspective to a place where I'm thanking him for my walking is when I couldn't walk properly. Man, that's a tragedy, really. You know, because I was like, man, I never even thought to give thanks to, for my ability to walk and run. I mean, I'd love to go play volleyball right now and smack a couple balls down. But, you know, I, I can't do that because, but that's all right. I can thank God for what I do have, you know. There's this facet that I've got to walk in this place of thanking God for what I do have, you know, and, and get into that place of thankfulness. But uh, obviously it took, it took a crazy scenario uh, in that for me. So how do I create a culture of Thanksgiving? Just a couple more minutes. Just these two things I encourage you with. How are you going to co- create a culture of Thanksgiving? I mean, how are you going to do it? I'm not asking how am I going to do it. I'm asking how you can. Or how are you going to do it? Because I think as you do it and you bring that culture of Thanksgiving t- to this body, you're going to create and stir something that's bigger than just you. You know, think about if everyone in this room cultivated a culture of individual thankfulness, brought it to the this body, and then we create a culture of corporate thankfulness. Man, that's what I like. That's what I'm. That's what I vision. That's what I see. You know. But it's got to start somewhere. So how do I create that? Well, I think it starts in your heart. And the first thing is starts in this place. This key that uh, Paul found out uh, again uh, in Philippians. You know, I read that. Be anxious for nothing. Everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all our comprehension will guard your heart and, not, and your minds. And then it goes on down in the, that same uh, passage. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the what? Anybody need to want to learn a secret this morning? I got you. I got one. God gave you the secret this morning. I mean, don't y'all love, I mean, I know some of y'all, like, I want to know what's, I want to know that secret, man. They're holding it back from me. You know, God's not holding it back from you this morning. He's not holding it back. He says, the secret, I've learned a secret of being filled and going hungry. I have learned a secret of both having abundance and suffering need. Uh, and until my heart lives in this place of contentment, it's not just a passive, contentment's not passive. Contentment is actually way more, um, What's the opposite of passive? I can't. Active. There's another word I was thinking of, but that's good. <laughs> active. I was thinking of more of a prim and proper one, but it's a very active word. Contentment means I've got to wrestle with the things in my life and come out to the equation that God, it equals good. Like, even though, you know, you're going through a hard time and you're going through all these things, contentment says I can be filled and I can be hungry. I mean, it, it, and anybody remember where? Paul was when he was writing this nice, eloquent, you know, hey, you know, give thanksgiving with your prayers. Anybody remember where he's at? In prison for the gospel. You know, he probably had some awesome opportunity to pray, but the reality is he, it wasn't fun. It wasn't a good place. It wasn't It wasn't this place that, you know, we just kind of hung out, and it wasn't even, I mean, they didn't get the TV and all the other stuff that now, you know, our great prison system gives everybody now. I mean, it was shackles, chains, maybe a piece of bread, whatever. But he was able to somehow come to this place of thankfulness, contentment in his life. He's like, I can go, I can go without 
or I can have abundance. It really does not, that's not the issue anyway, you know. And so there's this place that, you know, he found the secret of being hung, hungry, being living on humble needs, suffering need. He learned that secret, and that was what? Contentment. So if you're going to breed Thanksgiving in your heart, almost the underlying that has to be this area of contentment. And it's not, it's not saying that, okay, this is, I'm kind of doomed to this season of my life. I'll just be content with it. Contentment means I thank you for where I'm at, and I continue to believe for where you're taking me. That's contentment. Like, I thank you that I can keep moving and walking, that I don't have to stay here. Contentment isn't sitting still. It's actually going forward and walking. And the other thing in relationship to the, the second part, so the first part's really your heart. It's an underlying place of your heart, you know, to give thanks. That's why I left everybody see it right at the butt. You know, first, I didn't even ask. You know, first Swifties are, I don't even know where he's at. If you didn't get a handout, you can <laughs> grab one on the way out. But right on your handout, I put thanks, dot, 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 giving. Because there's a place of thanks is a measure of your heart. You know, it's got to, I got to get it down in there. The giving part is the, now the active part that I want to be able to give it forth. And, um, and so, you know, you think about this in relationship to uh, how, how am I going to give it? How am I going to give this part of thanksgiving? Well, with your voice. Yeah, I love this. That I may proclaim in 26, 7. I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders, O Lord. I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Being a voice of thanksgiving, declaring it forth. Um, go on to the next one. Let's see what I put up there. Some of these I left out. Um, these things I remember. I pour out my soul within me. I used to go along with the crowds of people and lead them in procession to the house of God with the voice of joy and thanksgiving. Yes. Joy and with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you in despair, O my soul? <laughs> this was not in a good, I mean, David, I think, was writing this one, but he wasn't in the greatest of places, so he had to tell his soul, hey, thank God. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, thank him for the help of his presence. Um, and then is there anything else? Yeah. And, and I just put these kind of as an end reminder. You know, Thanksgiving focuses on what we have, not what we don't have. Focuses on what God has done and will do, not what he hasn't done. It focuses on God's character, not our present circumstances. Focuses on how far we've come in him and not on how far we have to go. Focuses on his heart and not on worldly reasoning. So just Thanksgiving, um, I just encourage you as you go into this, Hopefully, it'll be more than a, just a four-day food coma for you. But, uh, you know, it's just this place of life, a place of giving expression to that which God has done in you, around you, through you. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, we get in this uh, mode of just heaviness because to break out of it is to say thank you for even, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't understand what's going on, even when I don't get it all. And so I encourage you, take these keys, you know, take this key, going back to the key, you know. Do you, do you desire to have this key of thanksgiving in your heart, in your life? You, but you, obviously you have to, with any key, you have to put it in the ignition for it to start. It has, thanksgiving doesn't, isn't started just in, you know, just in the, it does start in the depths of our heart, but there's an expression that has to come out. I mean, that's what my, my encouragement to you more than anything is that, 
make a make a make an expression to it. I don't maybe it's a maybe it's a letter, maybe it's a text, maybe it's an email, whatever way, maybe it's a call. Um, you know, just ask the Lord for wisdom in that, uh, for where you're at and how you get to participate with this level of thanksgiving that God wants to bring in the house. And be a cultural, be in this place of culture that God wants to create a culture of thanksgiving in that. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to, I want you to just, well, maybe you have anything you want to ask? Yeah. I, I want us to just stand for a second. I just want us to activate our lives to, to get up. So, so as Melissa just is going to play for us and just kind of, I just want your, your, your life to be stirred just a second to thankfulness. Um, before I forget, uh, Brandon and the crew is going to be over here to my right, your left. And got a word for eczema this morning. So just in relationship to healing, relationship to physically eczema. So if you struggle with that, I'd you know, love for you to get some prayer this morning for that. Or if anything in the house physically, they'll be there to pray here at the end. And so um, so I just want to pray, that, make some prayer declarations and pray into us a, this culture of thanksgiving. And uh, so just bear with me for a few, few minutes. So Lord, I just thank you this morning, God, just for this, uh, just a word of thanksgiving, a word of God, just to stir us in this area, God, that obviously we, we know that it's a, uh, it's a valid, um, uh, it's before Christmas, we know that it comes before Christmas, it's a valid uh, place that we get to go in this, but I, I just pray you'd take it deeper this year to a place of life and depth, God, that it would surpass, God, just our uh, just thought and recognition to a voice. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would begin to transition uh, the heart in relationship to contentment right now in Jesus' name. I just pray in Jesus' name that you can uh, just do a supernatural work of just underlying our lives with contentment so that, Lord, that when we, then when we get that perspective of thanksgiving, I'm asking for a supernatural uh, just power of, just supernatural power right now to voice it. God, this week, God, I just, this week, God, this month, God, that this year coming up, God, that this would be a place, a, a body that it will be declared from, but I'm believing even more it's going to be out of a, in, these individual lives into our families, into our job situations. God, what if we just went to a job and declared so, into somebody how much you thank, how much we thank them, thank God for them, thank them for just who they are. God, it just begins to stir life in the house, begins to stir life in our jobs and in our changes the environment. So, Lord, I'm just praying right now in Jesus' name, God, supernatural, supernatural transformation, Lord. God, this wouldn't be just a word that we hear. Obviously, we hear one at least every Thanksgiving. We probably hear one. But, God, I just pray, again, it would be transformation into culture for us, God, culture for our lives, culture for this body culture for the church at large, God, God, because we have a lot to be thankful for, Lord. We have, Lord, just even taking us back to that song that we sang, God, there is no rival to you. Lord, you have done so many awesome and great things. And so, Lord, I just pray right now, stir up thankfulness in our heart. Let us feel that thankfulness. Let us understand it and then speak it this week, God. 
Speak it this week, God. Let us not go from here and be, be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. Be an, a, a, an active participant in the word this week, God, this month. God, this year, God, that we would not release this word. Lord, it would be culture. Lord, we just thank you for that. And we bless you and honor you in that. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father.